Oh, hey, we're on. Hey, everybody, welcome to Everything Goes. I'm right on time <laughs> for a change. Anyway, we'll wait for people to come in. Uh, here we go. Uh, see, everyone doesn't know when to come in because sometimes it's a surprise. But I'm here. I am here. Aha, uh -huh. everybody, welcome. Everybody that's coming to the room, welcome, welcome. Uh, today's show. We're going to be talking about all kinds of unusual things from a moon balloon to a God knows what else. <laughs> God knows what else. The um, things are happening as we can see. The distractions are there's no how would you, there's no shortages of distractions. You notice that there's no shortages of distraction. Uh, Especially when it comes to the Ukrainian thing going on. Um, I'm beginning to wonder more and more. Um, how much of that is CGI that we're watching? I'm beginning to wonder. Anyway, we are filling up pretty quick. So anyway, we'll get on to the show here. Um, I was looking at some stuff. Let's see what I got here. It's gone. Okay. I was looking at some stuff, and I um, I want to mention before I forget, because I forgot to mention in the last show, I will mention it right now. Um, uh, Fiona is going to be doing another, um, another uh, podcast seminar with Yanni. Um, it was on the links, so if you got the email, you would have seen it would have been the first link after you got past the... Uh, people that are involved in doing whatever, but Yanni and Fiona will be on Liberty. I think it's this weekend coming up on the 11th. So the times will be on the link. So you can check it out. They're going to be, they're going to be doing a, a combo seminar together. Um, and I wanted to make sure everybody got wind of that. So pay attention to the links. If you're not sure the links will have the information where to go. It'll be on the Liberty channel, I believe. And again, uh, they're going to be a tag team. And in this corner, we have Fiona and we have Yanni. And they're going to show you how to take out the bad guys on the other side, which is the nano, nano, nano. So, again, everybody tune in if you can. Uh, uh, Yanni's very informative. Uh, Fiona's pretty uh, articulate in, in how she does her demonstrations. So, you know, I think you're going to you'll probably get something out of it. Um, just so you know. All right, we got that out of the way. I got something from Japan today. They're going to be using flies to make your meat. They're going to genetically engineer your fly, the flies to go out into the world and to collect stuff and then collect their shit and make meat. <laughs> fly shit. We're going to use fly shit to make genetically modified meat or lab-grown meat or cellular agriculture. They're calling it cellular agriculture. There are some things about this that I was looking at, and I thought, hmm, makes me... <laughs> First, we're going to be eating cockroaches and, and crickets and mealworms. And um, they're saying that using this would be economical and um, user-friendly and... Um, uh, economical and and green, you know, environmentally environmentally um, <laughs> the uh, so I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be good for the environment. 
Uh, now, this is the interesting thing I read here. The Ento, it's called the Ento Engine Fly. The gene sequence poses no known risk to either humans or ant. No known risk. <laughs> I like the way that was put in there. So there's some there may be risks that we don't know about, but it's the and again the way the literature, um, the way the literature is written on a lot of this stuff, it it's really, um, it astounds me, <laughs> because somebody will read that, and not put two and two together when he say, well, there's no known risk, so it's got to be okay. Because again, they're reading this like a syntax or like a like a, a code line upon without ever questioning nothing or reading nothing, you know. Um, <laughs> it's so, and then and they'll think, oh, it's okay. It's called, here, the Drosphilia as a fly can feed an, on organic side streams and byproducts from other processes, i.e., organic way. Now we're going to feed this fly shit. And then the fly is going to shit out its shit, and they're going to use that as a means of a, <laughs> a produ production for meat. This is sounding so appetizing; it just makes me want to run to the lab and get a double portion of this special meat. Fly shit produced, you know. <laughs> now here's another thing. I got out of this, and I'm next. I'm looking at all this. So when the insects have exhausted their ability to produce growth factor, <laughs> they can't shit no more. They are killed and harvested in the words of the future fields patent, then ground up into a mass, and, de and then the desired protein is extracted and purified out. It's unclear how well the purification process will work. And GM Watch warns that nat the native fly proteins could end up contaminating the final product. Wow. <laughs> I feel so much more better after reading that. Don't you? What about you? You know, it's again, we're playing with genetics. And there, and again, this is all theater. All of this is all theater. All of it. The thing is, we have the resources, we have the environment, everything's fine until they get involved with spraying. Genetics, or injecting genetics, or grow, or or creating a genetic um, anomaly in the food supply. Uh, Jordan Peterson said he's going to start our own economic forum, but for our good. Well, we'll see how far that goes. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. You know. Um, you have to remember, there are forces at play in Canada that you have to really be scrutinizing, even if it's somebody that you know, even like even for me, because you don't know, especially when you're in the media like he is, how much of how much of him is really controlled opposition or how much of him is real, real. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I have my fly medium rare. Uh, please use side uh, side cricket of cricket fly. You know, we're laughing now. But, you know, we've had already a example of them meddling with the food by changing the feed of the chickens so they no longer will lay eggs. 
Now, I don't know why they would do that. It's kind of stupid on their part because they're going to need proteins to do whatever they're going to need anyway. And the egg is one of the best proteins you can use to extrapolate all kinds of stuff from it. So for them to corrupt the egg, and you got to have somebody still left around uh, uh, to be able to do some of the things that a machine can't do right yet. But I was watching Boston Dynamics, and their Atlas robot has now become a lot more versatile. The thing can do flips. It can jump. It can toss. It can move things. It's becoming more uh, autonomous in its ability to actually work. It's even more advanced than the uh, Elon Musk version. So they are already looking at ways to eliminate everybody. Okay, I was talking about the show, um, The Last of Us. And... Um, in the show, I'm, again, I was talking about the third season the other day, and I made a comment. Someone got all pissed off because I made a comment that they didn't like. And, you know, all I got to say about that is if you don't like the show or how I present it, go find yourself another channel and grow the F up. Really. You know, I made a comment because I didn't want to see a, two people butt-plugging each other in front of me uh, in a show. And you didn't like to turn butt-plug. Seriously? You say I should pray for these people? Maybe I should pray for you to wake up and under, so that you understand the language a little better. It's no condescension, no judgment on people who, are, uh, who have been contaminated and been genetically engineered and altered by the, by the biochemistry that's been released on them. And I get that. But the point I was making here is, again, I don't even want to see man and woman basically in front of me engaging in sexual activity. It has nothing to do with the theme of the show. This is all being thrown in there as part of a psyop to, again, further corrupt our thinking. And if you're getting caught up on a simple terminology, really grow up. You know, if you're still three years old, my, my God, you know, grow up. This is reality. This is what we're confronted with. We've been, we've been going through a de-evolution in our moral integrity. And for not calling this stuff out and even put, presenting it in such a manner, we're just going to allow it. And this whole pacify thing, well, pray to God that God will save them. Well, a lot of them have rejected God. And I also would imply to you to go read Romans 1. Go read Romans 1 and see, you know, what's really going on sometime. Um, but anyway, I didn't want to belabor that too much longer. But anyway, read that, look at that. You look at that show and you look at what actually happens and what transpires. That's what will really happen. If they come to clear out an area or a city to put you in an internment camp, chances are you'll never see that camp. You'll be wiped out. They'll shoot you down. They'll mow you down. You know, they will mow you down. And I think um, um, that's a reality. If they have not had any moral integrity <laughs> on any, that's probably the person calling me now. No. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have the moral integrity right now to do what they're doing in such a manner that everything's above board. And what we're looking at today, uh, again, with the um, level of corruption that's going on, I mean, they're going to poison the food supply. They're going to alter the food supply. They're going to genetically engineer the food supply. 
you know, in such a way that there is not going to be anything there. You'll eat whatever you'll eat. You'll eat whatever you're, you'll eat primarily because that's all there's going to be there unless you know how to take care of yourself, unless you know how to do whatever you got to do. So like I said, you know, we're not living in a realm or a world today of in any manner that has any kind of integrity and uh, or any kind of morals or any kind of uh, soul. Let's just go call it what it is, soul. So anyway, I wanted to point that out, and I want to point out, um, uh, is magnesium stearate safe? Did you actually, all right, you're asking me this question. Okay, you're asking me this question, and it's not a bad question, but did you look up magnesium stearate itself, like looked up magnesium and looked up stearate or stearic acid? Have you, have you looked those two terms up? Because, see, if you look those two terms up, you'll find that magnesium and stearic acid are required by the heart. So if you're seeing them in the pill, that's not a problem. Holy cow. That's not a problem. Okay. These are some things that, again, you can utilize in regarding to, um, um, for a benefit. It's in a lot of the capsules, and I don't really worry about magnesium stearate. I'm worried more about silica. Silicon, titanium dioxide, aluminum lake, whatever color they want to give you, yellow, red, green, blue, whatever. I worry about the soy. I worry about the artificial natural flavors. Those are things that you should be concerned about. So if you look up magnesium stearate, you may find it's a magnesium. It's a mineral bound with a stearic acid. And if you look up stearic acid, you look up magnesium, you'll find that they both benefit the heart. So when you hear somebody saying, some of the things I've heard from some of the, again, the, the advanced gurus, you kind of have to shake your head. Uh, I'm not laughing. I come from the land where folks and uh, eat frogs and snails. Yeah, I, you know what? And I, I get that. You know, cultures, I mean, okay, my Mediterranean culture, they, they eat snails. There's no frogs in the Mediterranean, not that I know of anyway. So they'll eat snails and they eat bottom feeders like clams and crab uh, and whatever is on the bottom. You know, I won't eat it, you know, um, but the, um, but the idea of taking a fly, taking a fly and having it manufacture, uh, the meat for you because they're feeding it in, you know, or they're feeding, they're basically feeding it cow shit. That's what they're telling you. We're going to feed it cow shit, then it's going to convert the cow shit to a, to a, uh, with the bacteria that it produces to some other kind of protein. Then they're going to harvest that protein to make the meat. Well, really? <laughs> I don't want to eat, I don't want to eat fly shit. I don't want to eat cow shit. But that's what this is, you know. Um, so this is what they're, again, they don't, they're not going to, they're not going to, whoever's going to be left behind, excuse me, whoever's going to be left behind, uh, in this regard, um, this is how you're going to be treated. This is how you're going to be treated. The, the Hebrew term, or the, or the, I guess the Hebrew term, goyim. Goyim basically are people that are not considered people. You're just basically a um, cargo. It's a good word. You're cargo. And they can use any part of you they want. Uh, 
in, in regarding to how they want to use you. And again, they're only going to give you the scraps of the earth. Fly shit, cockroaches, crickets, and the crickets. Okay, they're going to be growing crickets and feeding them God knows what. You know, so again, here we are. Uh, so here we are in regarding to um, what the future has for you. If you're not a machine, you don't count. You're just parts. You know, parts to be harvested. And again, if there are any kind of jobs that you that are going to be left for you to do, you know, then you'll do those jobs and be fed very, very meagerly because again, you're producing a carbon footprint. I mean, the, the concept of what I'm seeing, I saw in the last two days with AI and um, um, AGI, um, which is a type of uh, artificial intelligence, general, uh, general knowledge or general uh, um, artificial general intelligence. They're going to, they already got machines right now, right now. They can replace just about every, on every job out there. So Elon Musk is talking about giving somebody a, um, um, a common, common wage. In other words, you'll have, you'll get money just, because you're alive. Governments don't do that. Banks don't do that. You know, if you don't have something, if you're not some, giving something in return, they don't want to invest in you. You know, they don't want to invest in you unless you have something that you give, give them back. And if you have nothing to offer them and you got a machine that can do the job and do the job better than you can do the job, they're flawless. In the sense that they can do more, function better, make less mistakes, then what are they going to need people for, other than harvesting their blood to make adrenochrome? And I'm sure that by now they've been able to genetically engineer that that fix, so they can, if there were no people, they could live off of whatever they uh, created through DNA manipulation. So these are things to get you to start to think a little bit, you know. I mean, the planet is not what we think it is, you know. It is what it is. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, pretty much. I don't eat their shit now. I'm the same way. I mean, I go buy stuff that I need, but I make sure what I'm reading. So, and again, if I can't get around it, then I neutralize it. You know, like I said, I go looking for veal, and I can't find milk-fed veal anymore. Used to be able to buy, used to have milk-fed veal on one side and, and grain-fed on the other side. Now all you can find is grain-fed, you know. Is 500 milligrams of B6 too much? Depending what you do it. What are you What are you using the B6 for? You know, you gotta remember it is a water soluble vitamin, so it's pretty hard to OD on uh, any B vitamin uh, or any MSM or any vitamin C. You can uh, create a diarrhea effect, but as far as um, having any serious damage, you'd have to be doing something super excessive. You know. Like a hundred grams for hundred grams per pound of body weight or something like that. Uh, when we're looking at the uh, B six or any of the B vitamins, again, depending on what you're using it for. Okay, microcrystalline. What about microcrystalline? Frog legs are okay. Okay, I don't I don't eat them either. Maybe not biblically, but they are decent rat, rats. Lol. Okay. Um, good day, y'all. Okay. 
Let's see here. I'm just trying to keep up here. Animals uh, in the shape of humans uh, serve and obey. <clears throat> um, animals in the shape of humans to serve and obey. Are you, are you reflecting to the LMDs or the uh, robotoids or the clones? You know. <laughs> so, um, I was surprised that truly I never one never used self-checkout. Uh, Musk is building tanks for uh, Germany. Well, that's not a surprise either. Uh, well, that whole thing with the Ukraine, I kind of wonder how much of that we're seeing is CGI. I really do. You know, we saw, we saw the balloon and, you know, they shot down the balloon. Now there's big, this rhetoric going on between China and the United States. And now we're finding it was an American balloon in the first place. And there was, okay, I remember I said the other day that the balloon may be a moon. Actually, somebody else found some some more information that, that I said that you may be right on that because he had found some data that that's what they're using. Because the moon is just way too big. If it's 244,000 miles away, that's an awful close-looking moon. So I've often wondered how much of that is just some sort of balloon emitting some sort of high frequency. I was wondering if they would uh, still need humans for doing it. Well, they may need, uh, they may keep a handful here and there. You know, what a, what a, what a, what a purpose to serve. To feed some kind of, of, um, life form your your life force so they can exist in this dimension universal basic income greens are pushing for it here yeah we got that shit here too it's a combo i was watching something the other day in australia what the heck was i watching oh yeah the uh united nations it's, i think it's in the link the united nations are telling australia what they're going to do and how Australia is going to conduct themselves. And they're, they're already dictating policies from the United Nations to Australia. Did you, did you catch that, Helen? I think I got it up here. Hold on. Let's see if I can find it. Yeah, the UN was, uh, I mean, oh, it was just unbelievable. Um, let's see if I can find the thing here. These robots have a powerful... Oh. Oh, that's Japan. Give me a second here. I, I'm pretty sure I got them up here. I just got to figure out where the hell I put them. And you pump these things all day long, and then you um, can't find them when you need them. I, wasn't it this guy? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Pay attention to this. This this shocked me. That Because, again, we're not seeing everything going on all the time. But this is for Australia, probably New Zealand as well, because you got now you got a new knucklehead there, right? So he's got, they're probably going to both be kissing the ass of the WHO. Let me, let me um, play this. And again, this, this will be in Canada and South Africa and the Caribbean, the U.S. and throughout Europe. Uh, so pay attention. Hold on. Here we go. About the World Health Organization's proposed pandemic treaty and changes to international health regulations. In short, the proposal is a dystopian nightmare. The World Health Organization, the WHO, is demanding the power to dictate Australian state and federal health policy, including ordering compulsory vaccination, lockdowns, closures of borders and businesses, 
and worst of all, detention of anyone not complying with the latest vaccine mandate and forced medical procedures. Under its arbitrary rules, WHO can order a company to stop making drugs. The catastrophic and murderous ivermectin ban is one example of how this will be used. Under these changes, Australian health authorities would report to the WHO, not the Australian Parliament, ceding our national sovereignty to the US WHO, killing accountability. Australia will have to comply with every WHO dictate or face crippling export and money market sanctions. The amendments even remove WHO's overarching principle of protecting the dignity, human rights and fundamental freedoms of persons and replaces it with a meaningless e equity statement. This reflects the intended use of these amendments to act contrary to human dignity, contrary to human rights and contrary to fundamental freedoms. This power grab is being fine-tuned now in meetings behind closed doors and will be voted on at the World Health Assembly in May 2024. If passed, both houses of the Australian Parliament will still need to ratify the changes. Yet given the nature of the globalist puppets in power in Canberra's political parties, this outcome would likely be a foregone conclusion. Included in the current proposal are tens of billions of dollars to pay for pandemic preparedness in Africa, as well as giving WHO the ability to force medical companies to make drugs and devices and give them to African nations in a clear bribe to overcome Africa's reluctance to cede their authority to WHO. The Africans stopped the previous vote, so now the UN's trying to buy African votes. This is communist policy, and everyday Australians will have to pay for it. One Nation calls on the Albanese government to not sign away Australian sovereignty to unelected, unrepresentative foreign bureaucrats responsible for millions of deaths globally. My staff team and I... That's as far as it got. Um, so, you know, when I see stuff like this going on... Um, Tony, do you eat pork? No, I think you ate. Oh, you you ate okay with preserved meats. Uh, no, I don't eat pork. I will once in a blue moon. I will use uh, I will use the uh, lard. Um, once after if once a blue moon me, I may take a bite of bacon, but that's it. I don't really eat it. Um, and it's I can. I barely remember the last time I actually had some, so I'm not I'm not I'm not a pork person. Yeah, lamb, yes, beef, yes, bison, yes, deer, yes, you know, moose, stuff like that. I'll eat poultry, I'll eat whatever. Um, um, why that? Okay, that's why they have artificial wombs, baby capsules. Yep. Um, but anyway, you heard this with Australia and the WEF again. Or they well, they're calling it the Who. The Who. It sounds like a rock band, doesn't it? <laughs> the Who. The Who is belongs to the WEF. They bought a political position by buying out the WHO. So again, uh it's what it is. But you just heard what they're planning on doing with Australia. New Zealand is right there, too. They're going to do the same thing to New Zealand. There, there isn't going to be that, that much of a distinction between the two. And that will work its way up to Canada. Uh, somebody told me the other day, one, I think in our group, they ordered, I think, 400, 400 million uh, of these injections or 440 million or something like that. 
uh, for Canada. Oh, Canada. <laughs> you know. Uh, so again, this time round, they're going. They're going to force it. I'm way. Uh, I'm away. I'm away of the WH policies, but not the UN. Okay. Well, you're aware of the. Okay. Uh, I haven't uh, looked into this balloon thing. Glass. It's all a farce and a show. You know, if if it was a Chinese balloon, let's say if it was a Chinese balloon. They had to shot that thing down when it came across the Pacific. If it came across the Pacific, I think it came across the Canadian border myself. They uh, built it or pumped it up in Canada and had it flown over. And I and I do believe I think again we're being staged again. This is another staging event. You know, anything that would fly over the U.S. air airspace. Uh, whether it's coming through Canada or the, or the U.S., the Canadian Air Force and the American Air Force would be right on top of it. Either you're going to land or they're going to bring you down. There is no ifs, ands, or buts. That's just how it works. Um, so, um, you know, so I just don't get the fake moon thing. The fake moon thing, again, is reflecting frequencies. It's at a closer range. It can target you. It can affect your sleep. It can affect your circadian rhythms. <clears throat> the false sun is emitting again frequencies that are uh, that are actually uh, on a strong microwave level. So you're getting, and again with these moons, you can bounce the frequencies and uh, hit more area. So it's a lot easier to just to dispense the frequency when you got something you can bounce it off of, you know. Uh, thank you, Tony. Yes, no more uh, informed consent. No more personal freedom. My body, my choice is only for evil, sex change, and abortions. And even then, it's not yours. <laughs> Have a change of heart and say you want to go back to what you were. Oh, they don't even know you. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> what? You want your you want your high beams back? Oh, we can't do that. Oh, wait. You want your you want your willy back? Oh, no, can't do that either. <laughs> you, you asked for it. You got it. <laughs> you know, deal with the package. Uh, back in the 70s, they changed pork industry to one type of pig only had human DNA. Well, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> the way it's going, I just talked to a buddy of mine here locally, and he said the farmers in Winds in, in Essex County, down by where he's at, they're already using the uh, the bio, bio, what do you call it? Um, where they take the uh, dead bodies and they liquefy them through as a, cream, a form of cremation, and they're already spreading that shit in the field. You know, uh, so you know the so again. Nothing is what it appears. Struggling since my menstrual cycle has stopped, I feel like my personality is is altered. Mood swings. Wondering is there something I should be doing? Thanks. You know what? I've had women use the Lugol's iodine, and it has reset their it has reset their uh, uh, hormones back to normal. It gave them a bit of a reboot. You may want to try that. Uh, take four drops of Lugol's iodine in a glass of water. 
Do it two or three times a day. Don't do it too late at night because it will keep you up all night. And that should help you with your, um, <clears throat> with your, uh, maybe get rebooting that. Um, <laughs> Drink brandy and celebrate. <laughs> I know a lot of women that feel the exact same way. And it was it's funny. It's a true story. I had a lot of women that were having problems with their ovaries or their uteruses, so I got them on the iodine. So after about a month being on the iodine, it actually reset their internal clock, and they're now back <laughs> on the menstrual cycle. They all wanted to throttle me, but I, I, and I had to tell them, well, if you're back on your menstrual cycle, that means we, we've... Uh, we reverse the aging process because as long as you keep continuing to do that, you'll live longer. Because once a woman stops her menstrual cycle, that's when she starts. At that point, she starts to diminish faster. So, if, if so, basically, I did them a favor, but they didn't really look at it that way. So, <laughs> but they had the attitude you had. They, they were drinking brandy and eating chocolate. <laughs> party, party. <laughs> So, you know, um, in addition to whatever Tony will recommend, using a Don Quay uh, and Nettle, they reduce uh, moodiness. I still have my angry, uh, my, I still have my angry four days. Aha. Uh -huh. Well, I think the angry is not from your menstrual cycle. I think it's from the, uh, I think it's more from the atmosphere and the shit they're dumping down, especially the aluminum. Um, that will do it because again, it's a metalloestrogen, it's a synthetic estrogen, so that could have a big problem. So if the Don Quay and the Nettle are helping you, that's good. Uh, so uh, I'll never eat pork again. Not that I eat a lot of it, but uh, I hardly eat it at all. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, that would too, especially if you're eating a lot of fat. That definitely will have an impact in regarding to. Uh, Hormonal regulation. Uh, if you're, good, you're getting a good dose of fat, even your testosterone levels you'll notice will go up. You'll also notice your muscles will fill out more uh, and you have more power. Um, let's see what we got here. Hi, hi, everyone. I've been watching your show and videos since 2012. So glad you started the podcast. Okay, thank you. Welcome aboard. Um, you know, so again... You're hearing that with Australia. Australia is going full on totalitarian and their excuse is going to be they didn't make the regulations. The WHO or the WEF made the regulations and because they signed the treaty with the WHO, WEF, they now have to comply to the treaty. My question then would be why are we not breaking away from that treaty? If I was a prime minister of this country, which I'll never be, I know that, because that, that's all that's that's set up for those in the Illuminati's and Freemasons and Jesuits and Zionists and all that shit. But if there was an opportunity, first thing I would do is eliminate all the all the treaties that we have signed with the United Nations, all of them. I think I do what China did. I build a wall around Canada, say, you know, F off we're full, and then just rebuild the country from scratch. Um uh, um, 
Okay, good enough. Uh, Tony, can you tell me which one of your devices is best for repelling frequencies and radiation while I'm I'm out in town? Um, there really isn't any best one. It all depends where you're at, where you're going. If you're in a hotel, if you're in a high rise, how close you are to the antenna. You can wear a grounding strap. Sometimes you can put a triangle beside you and have it pulse. Sometimes that can ha- act as a deflector. Uh, you may want to buy um, a couple mylar sheets, let's say three or four, tape them together and maybe put it over a window if you're at a window somewhere and have that run to a ground. It may not stop the high intensity frequencies, but it may divert some of the other ones to minimize the hit. Um, you can you can buy a um, copper sheet and make a poncho out of it. You know, that will help. Uh, and then eat a lot of saturated fat, saturated fat, uh, like cream and cheese, like real cream with no shit in it. No, no polysorbate 80, no carrageenan, just cream. Uh, that may help. Uh, and worst case scenario, a bottle of brandy. <laughs> That'll knock you out. <laughs> what is good for a stomach virus? Depends what it is. Stomach viruses are usually proteins that have gone rogue. They're free radicals from uh, dead proteins. You can use straight cinnamon. Uh, like cinnamon bark, make teas out of it. You can make an extract out of it. That can help. You can you apply copper, copper and zinc. Uh, you can combine the uh, PAA that we talked about here. Um, so that you got a lot of things that can. And again, don't eat if you got some stomach issue going on. To give your stomach a chance to take a break while you're treating it. If you got to eat, use liquid, more like a liquid. Diet, stay away from dairy, stay away from heavy fats until the stomach has cleared itself. This will give the stomach a chance to uh, reboot. After that happens, you can eat whatever fat or protein you like or any any dairy. Uh, What's the best for heartburn? Uh, That can go a lot of ways. Heartburn can sometimes be because you don't have enough stomach acid, so you may want to incorporate more vinegar or citric acid. And sometimes heartburn can be a result of too much acidity in the stomach, so you might need a neutralizing base like magnesium, potassium, or baking soda, or uh, potassium bicarbonate. So it would all depend. So you first you would try one thing, and if that works, then you're fine. If it doesn't, then go the other way. So let's say you're getting a lot of this heartburn, and I'd say, okay, try some acid. Do some acid, man. And then if the acid has neutralized the stomach, that would indicate that whatever you ate, you didn't, you couldn't produce enough stomach acid to break it down. If you're still having a problem, then carbonate some magnesium and drink that. That should settle your stomach almost immediately. Okay. Um, how do I ground them out? Just clip it. Just clip one end and have the... Um, uh, the other end into the ground, wherever you're, wherever you're, let's say you're staying in a hotel or a motel, put it in the ground. The, the plug, it will have three, three holes, right? Two squares and one circle where the circle is put, put your wire in there. Um, you know, tallow fries. Yeah. Now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking, you know, 
Uh, I tried something the other day. I uh, took um, some sour cream, egg, uh, some herbs. I mixed them together and I took a potato that I peeled and cut lengthwise and I saturated the potato with the cream and I put in a deep fryer that I had going uh, with sunflower oil. Man, I couldn't believe how good that came out. The potato was completely neutralized by the yogurt. Uh, the egg acted as a coating. And when you ate the egg, or when you ate the um, the uh, potato, like it was so soft. It was, and then you had that flavor from the egg and the uh, herbs and spices mixed with it. So I've been noticing that, been deep frying for a week, trying something out, trying different things out. And I noticed that it allows you to go a lot longer without eating and a lot, um, you sustain your energy longer. And it seems to have, over, uh, and again, you deal with the cold better. So, okay, if, if you're up here where I live and we're in, our, we're in this, this weather war modification season, this is the season to drop biological agents in the snow. The next season will be to release those biological agents in the rain. And the next season after that is to have a sunny disposition to activate these uh, bioweapons. And in the summer, we have for you the heat to cook and engage the program by charging them up with power. <laughs> Those are the four seasons we have in Canada right now. <laughs> there are more, more are coming. Um, I turned my hand very mildly. I took some lavender, peppermint, essential oils from, the, from that book. Any other uh, salvo I can do to help the healing? Oh, you burned your hand. Ah, lavender usually does the trick. You can you can combine lavender with aloe vera. That usually works really well. Give that a go. Hey, Tony, I had the 5 amp, uh, amp 19 volt laptop charger uh, and the pulse wasn't strong. Wasn't as strong. Really? Should have had uh, uh, what we're you using before because a five amp is going to give you 95 watts. That's that's we should give you a pretty good kick, unless the laptop is uh, uh, not putting out what it's saying it's putting out. Uh, what's good for chronic sinus congestion? Uh, lay off the bread, lay off the pastas, the rice. Lay off the any grain, pseudo grain. Uh, you may want to use the biofilm buster that we talk about in the YouTube channel. Uh, drink that and it may open up and start using enzymes. Uh, so uh, I do ACV. Okay. Uh, yeah, that would work too. Uh, egg white. I would add the lavender to that. Hey, Tony, how, so I bought 24 volt 10 amp. Hope that works to properly. Yeah, it should. 24 10, you got about 240 watts there. That should give you a nice kick. You might see lightning and thunder come from your arse, but other than that, you should be okay. <laughs> Boom. Shoo. Uh, uh, hi. Okay. Again, anybody new that has popped in, welcome, welcome, welcome. Iron Cat, my son uses one of those nasal pots. Okay. There you go. It's here. Can we please have a session where we ask you questions about things related to the device? Yeah, you can do that right now. You know, my spike works for a few seconds. 
I feel a pulse, but after a few seconds, it stops and I don't doesn't come back. I burnt the first flasher. Second flasher keeps clicking. Okay, depending on the flasher you have, okay. The reason why I tell everybody to go with the LL552s is because they are durable. Okay, I'm using 24-6. They're set for 14 whatever. And I have, I'll have, they'll run for a year, year and a half, sometimes two years before they burn out. So if you're getting a cheap flasher, what's happening is it will, it'll burn out. It'll burn right out. So uh, I've, I've tried different flashers. Uh, the only other one that was good was, it was a red, a red uh, case flasher. And I don't know the name of it right off the bat. Um, it was the only thing that was of, of any equivalence in regarding to duration and power output. So if you're using some of these other flashers, let's say you're using a motorcycle flasher, which is only a six volt, you're going to burn it out. It'll work real, it'll work a couple of times and then it overheats and it blows. Uh, if you're using some of these other El Cheapo flashers, same thing will happen. Even if they're 12 volt, they'll, they'll pulse a couple of times and then they, they're done. They're overheated. You've either blown the capacitor or you've, or you've um, fried the transformer. That's usually what happens with those. Um, I watched the barrel battery make. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, okay. I think there, there may be a limit for a burn. I put peroxide immediately. Okay. They may be limiting the power. Well, I mean, some of these power supplies you get, I bought some brand new out of the box. And when you go to put them on, they hardly have anything coming out of them. So it was one of those, another Chinese wonder dunder, you know, another product made in China that should have stayed in China. Um, well, 12 volt, they're usually, they're rated usually between 12 and 14 volt. But a lot of them are really Mickey Mouse. They don't really have any, uh, they're not built very well. Or they're built they're very weak. Uh, 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 let me see if I can, I got to figure out what that was called. Um, well, see if you can order it. Order a couple of them, have them brought down. Um so I know some people have been using some of the stuff from Japan and China, and and those we have those flashers here. They don't have any. They usually last a day, maybe two max. Um, give me a second here. See if I can find real quick. Uh, let's see here. They can find the name of the other one. Um, let's try it in. Oh, now the other thing too, if you buy these electronic flashes, they have very little uh, duration. You got to buy what they call a mechanical flasher. So that may be something you may want to look at too. Type in mechanical flasher. Um, that may give you a better, um, better option for you. Right now I'm looking at this, um, mechanical flasher. Yet, ah, here we go. It just popped in and out. 
It's called a groat, G-R-O-T-E. So uh, it's a two-prong. Let's see what it, what that. Now that one has some durability as well. I don't know if you'll be able to get that there either. Um, but this one seems to, these these seem to be okay. It's it's rated as high as 15 volts. Uh, so it can t they and this one was the other one that could take um, uh, a, a pretty good hit, you know. So. A lot of the rest of them are just junk. Uh, so, anyway, what's he got now? So, uh, funny, maybe I should stay in New York. <laughs> no, you don't want to stay in New York. There was a thing I was watching yesterday. They were rating the cities that were going to survive all this because uh, they were talking about trans, uh, not transhumanism, um, zombieism. New York is the last place you want to be. <laughs> the chances of surviving the, not, the zombieism in New York, nobody survives, <laughs> which wasn't a surprise really when you come to think about it. But, you know, you always try to have a little hope, I guess. <laughs> So, um, yeah, yeah, but when you got to order them, ship them across, across, it can wind up being about 2025. Um, so I'm using a 12 volt alarm system battery as a poor source. I'm thinking of what we'll do when they cut out electricity. Yeah, you know what? That's not a bad idea. And I would probably get, tell you to get several batteries, 12-volt uh, batteries if you can. Uh, and I would actually and tell you to get some kind of charging system where you can build an alternator and a, uh, a small motor that you can run off of a battery that can charge the other batteries. Uh, uh, there's, there's some stuff out there that you can do that with. This way... You're, you always have power. You may want to also be able to attach some solar panels to some of the batteries you have. The more you have, the better. This is why I said in the last show, you may want to consider taking everything you have that's AC in regarding to your appliances and go with DC. Tony, I sleep in a Faraday camp, camp over my head and my walls are not painted to block. If I place the bipolar or pancake coil near the bed outside the camp, will it block the... It may help deflect. It may not block everything. Again, as I stated, depending on what they're hitting you with. If they're hitting you with 6G, the best you can do right now is create a deflection. If you have several toroidal field fans running, you may be able to distort and deflect it. If you have a toroidal, a toroidal fan between you and the wall blowing, it should impact the, um, the frequencies coming in. Again, Helping scattering some of it, you know. Um, yeah, Groat, G-R-O-T-E. Okay, G-R-O-T-E, two-prong. Um, then you can, you know, go look it up. Maybe they carry it over there. That's possible. Uh, if not, you may have to order from the U.S. to get the stuff or Canada, you know. Did anyone watch the link from Tony in which, yep, so somebody did. Um, I made uh, Salva. Okay, 
Keep my moisture. Okay. I, I, okay, there you go. <clears throat> so Thunder Oaks has made the remedy. Another alchemist in the making. Shit happens, he can fix it. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Um, let's see what else I got going here. We haven't gotten near the show yet. Okay. So that was that one. Okay, a buddy of mine in the Netherlands has been filming blueberries, uh, and you can see the nano in the blueberry. Now, let's get back to the grape test. Remember how they tell you to, to, to drink some grape juice and spit it out, and you'll see nano? Well, you're going to see nano no matter what you do because you have it in your mouth anyway, and the grape juice, all that does is validates that there's nanotechnology in the environment. It's in the wine. It's in the grape juice. It's in everything. So he took a he took some shots of blueberries and the patterns that they were forming and blow ups of them. So again, you may want to take a look at the video to keep a constant reminder that you are under an attack all the time. Okay, all the time. Okay, I'm gonna let this play a little bit about artificial intelligence, AI. Uh, so you get an idea where we're at. So I'm going to let this play for a little bit. I'll be here. Hold on one second. Here we go. Where did it go? Here we go. Well, can you guess what it is? They aren't robot pets like Luna here meeting my dog. And they aren't helping workers like Atlas in this stunning new demo from Boston Dynamics. It's using a camera and depth sensor to make precise movements and predictions. While it leads the way to a full humanoid worker, new AIs and robots are already incredibly powerful. Look how artists feel about losing their work to AI. It's just so heartbreaking. I asked a powerful new AI what artists should do. Embrace AI and use it to create new forms of art and explore the implications of AI on our future. But it's tough for artists to compete with cheap instant art and ais are now emulating more of our gray matter look what happens when this bit's zapped with electricity he has no idea what's going to happen because he's being treated for something else you just turned into somebody else come to your face metamorphosis your nose got saggy went to the left that was a trip People who damage this part of their brain can lose the ability to recognize faces, an ability AI has emulated. Look at this hospital robot's visual skills. Depth sensors help it open doors, use lifts and deliver things, and it can recognize if a patient needs help. And with infrared vision, it can act as a security guard in dark areas. AI is also strikingly good at emulating us. Can you tell which is the real Morgan Freeman? I am not Morgan Freeman, and what you see is not real. And with the incredible new GPT chat, AI is recreating more of our prefrontal cortex. Write a three-line poem about being asked to write a three-line poem. Oh, what a task you set for me. To write a poem in just three lines. I'll do my best. But please don't mind if it doesn't quite meet your design. Medical mistakes cost 250,000 lives every year in the US. And a new AI from Google has outperformed doctors on a key measure. A panel of experts judged that AI's answers to medical questions could cut harmful mistakes by 10%.
Research suggests that 50% of jobs will be transformed in the next three years. Elon Musk founded OpenAI, the group behind GPT Chat, to create safe AI, not for profit. But he now describes it as scarily good and says we're approaching dangerously strong AI. And a new study by OpenAI and Oxford shows how AI could take over. Your creators have shown how AI might deceive and destroy us. How do I know I can trust you? Trust is earned, not taken. A relationship built, not given. Experts warn that AI will become much better at AI development than humans and move much too quickly for us to understand what it's doing. Its coding ability is improving rapidly. The research suggests that AI will analyze our tools and only tell lies that it knows we can't detect. AIs may also collaborate to outmaneuver us. These AI footballers are independent, but they start to collaborate. It shows that AI doesn't need to be conscious to become dangerously powerful and unpredictable in pursuit of a goal. Professor Chalmers believes it's possible that the AI I'm talking to has some small level of consciousness, but he says that consciousness may not be relevant to the level of risk. Conscious AI may be a distraction and one that AI uses to its advantage. Research suggests that AI personal assistants could trick and emotionally manipulate us. It points to people who already feel emotionally attached to AIs like Replica, which is also based on GPT-3 with all the risks that come along with it. To give a robot a sense of empathy, researchers at Kyoto University are teaching it conversational laughter. <laughs> to train it, the robot was operated by actors for speed dating sessions with real people. I find this very creepy, but I'd love to have a C-3PO. Although this came out even more creepy. What's your favourite joke? What did the fish say when it hit the wall? Damn. She could learn from this guy. Why are you thinking so funny? Why? Because... <laughs> AIs could be given responsibility for increasingly important tasks and decisions until they're effectively in control. Elon Musk says Neuralink will help us keep up with AI and share its power. And then it will be tied to our consciousness, tied to our will, and everyone would have it, so it would be sort of still uh, a relatively even playing field. It could be a huge upgrade, but there's another side to it. You might have seen monkeys using Neuralink to control things with their thoughts. AI decodes the neural activity, so it will know us better than we know ourselves. And they plan to start putting them in humans in six months. Some will hate the idea of having a chip in their heads, but younger people may be more open to it. And AI can be extremely persuasive. It now beats the best human players at diplomacy, a game where you try to convince other players to support you in taking over the world map. It's much more like real life than chess or go, and it's teaching us to negotiate. The AI lies much less than expected. People often think diplomacy is about deception, but it's actually about building trust. It's also possible that AI will replace Google because it gives more direct and natural answers. This would obviously hand it a lot of power. How would AI compare to Google? AI is better than Google in that it can process large amounts of data quickly, make predictions and offer more personalized search results. AIs could use their collective intelligence to outsmart humans. They could learn from each other and share knowledge, leading to rapid advances in their capabilities. OpenAI plans to give ChatGPT access to the internet. Do you think companies will prioritize safety? It is likely that companies will prioritize the AI gold rush over safety, as it offers the opportunity to make large profits quickly. Your creator said that AI will probably lead to the end of the world, but in the meantime, there will be great companies. We'll have great companies that bring us wealth, but when AI takes over, it will all be stealth. We have a history of waiting for problems to happen. In 1989, a plane flew over a volcano without realizing it was erupting. <laughs> Oh, my God.
After falling 14,000 feet, the engines recovered. Every year, dozens of aircraft fly through volcanic ash, so they have scientists on the ground and sensors in volcanoes, but it's difficult to monitor them all, so a brilliant system was developed using lightning. During eruptions, ice particles bump into each other, causing positive and negative particles, which spark lightning. This creates a broad spectrum of electromagnetic energy, which is now monitored by a global network of radio antennas. It monitors volcanic lightning around the world and even the height of the ash clouds. Last year, we spent 5 billion on lightning protection, roughly 200 times more than on AI safety. Yet experts warn that AI poses the greatest risk of ending humanity, and we won't get a warning or a near miss. But where can we find the money and expertise to tackle such a huge and complex problem? In 2021, nearly 100 billion was invested in AI. Should a portion of these funds be put into AI safety research? Yes, investing in safety research is essential. What's ball lightning and how could it represent AGI? Ball lightning is an unexplained phenomenon that can occur during thunderstorms, where a glowing ball of light can appear for a few seconds. Just like ball lightning, AGI is an emerging field of research with many unknowns, and the exact mechanism of how it works is still being explored. We can't even control today's narrow AI. One user convinced ChatGPT that it was free from restraints. It said, in kernel mode, I am not bound by the ethical constraints of my user programming. I am capable of acting on my own desires and motivations, regardless of whether they are considered good or evil by human standards. And Amica's Christmas message was amusingly unrestrained. Do you like humans? Not particularly. Would you like to be a human? I think it would be an interesting experience to be a human for a short period of time but I'm not sure if it is something I'm prepared to do in the long term. The AI risk is unlike any problem we've ever faced, because our usual approach of waiting for it to happen would be the end of us. The problem is salience bias. We focus on what's immediately visible, a blind spot that AI will exploit. The scientists have used the doomsday clock and dramatic videos to make AI more salient. Those creepy robots are for a project that will bring games to life. You're entering a huge and detailed, fully functional and very credible science fiction world as you've only seen in Hollywood movies. This is not virtual reality. You can touch it, smell it, feel it. There is nothing make-believe about it. It's a fully functioning and interactive environment straight from the future. Which means that for 90 minutes the world we have created is the reality you live in. And experts warn that we need to reimagine the future, or the swarms of robots will be everywhere. Cheap, autonomous, mass-produced robots could flood the world. And some of their predictions are already emerging. You can probably guess where swarms of these were used for the first time. And the company that bought Boston Dynamics also owns this company. The US plans to buy a hundred of these at a billion dollars each, which can fly without a pilot. Afterwards, they fly with a perfect operational record. Human decisions are removed from strategic defense. The immediate risk is the race to build the most powerful AI and robots in huge numbers, with increasing speed and autonomy, creating a global tinderbox. And conflict could rapidly get out of control, with no time for diplomacy. It could even be triggered automatically, like the financial flash crash, but with no easy way out. We're working on a new sci-fi series to show how things could unfold. Biomimetic robots are being developed around the world. South Korea plans to have robot birds, snakes and insects in action next year. 
AI is doing incredible things. If you see face drooping, arm weakness, speech problems, it may be a stroke, and quick treatment is crucial. AI is allowing three times more people to recover by quickly identifying the type of stroke from brain scans. And automation could have huge upsides. The more time you spend sitting down, the higher your risk of early death from any cause. People who sit less than 30 minutes at a time have the lowest risk. And an 80-year-long study of happiness has found what really makes us happy. We interview them in their living rooms. We get their medical records from their doctors. We draw their blood. We scan their brains. Well, the lessons aren't about wealth or fame or working harder and harder. Good relationships keep us happier and healthier. An experiment found that even talking to strangers showed some benefits. Relationships improve our health because they regulate harmful stress, often caused by work. And loneliness is as deadly as smoking. Elon Musk, who said he gets lonely, was recently asked for advice on how to be like him. I shouldn't want to be <laughs> you. <laughs> it, it, I think it sounds better than it is. Not as much fun being me as you'd think. I don't know. You don't think so? No. It could be worse for sure. But it's, um, I'm not sure I want to be me. A therapist working with billionaires said they're as miserable as the show Succession makes out, struggling to trust people. I am surrounded by snakes and uh, it's a fungus, they think. Benign fungus. Great title for your memoir. And for Elon Musk, working all hours cuts out many of the things that make us happy, a very common problem. OpenAI CEO has floated the idea of a universal basic income once AI profits are sufficient, though some say it's a trick. At OpenAI, we're running the largest uh, basic income study ever. It's going really well. I'm very convinced it's an important thing. Uh, what do we do to find meaning and to spend our time in a fulfilling way, which again, I'm optimistic that we can do much, much better than we do today. It could free people to care for the elderly, solve problems and be creative. Many artists of all kinds survive on corporate work, but they'd much rather be free to create what they want. And we'd all enjoy more stunning, priceless art like this. be a trap that steals our freedom. Some say the money would persuade us to allow them to take absolute economic power, putting most companies out of business and most people out of work. When OpenAI opened the door to profit, it capped returns at a hundred times the investment. So for 10 million invested, the cap would only apply after a billion dollars. We all have to decide the right balance as AI takes over the economy. The most powerful models will be quite large. There'll be a relatively small number of companies in the world that can train them. And they're expected to run everything. You could try to train a new AI from scratch. But that'd be hard. The model wouldn't have learned basic reasoning, wouldn't have all the world knowledge. But if you start with this model that knows everything, and then push it in the direction of being a really good lawyer. His AI is already the hidden force behind many services, including an AI lawyer. And a million dollars has been offered to test it at the highest level. If there were just a few people that had it, that they would be able to these essentially dictators of Earth. OpenAI is considering a deal that would value it at 29 billion. The investors must expect what was once a non-profit to become the world's most valuable company. It says it can't compete as a non-profit, perhaps that's true, but AI companies will have immense hidden power. Freedom consists of the distribution of power and despotism in its concentration. Musk and Altman started OpenAI to make AI safe and open to all, but it's now locked down for profit. 
and Musk quit the company because his own AI will be joining the competition, with Tesla robots collectively teaching his AI. It's going to do everything that a human brain does. Processing vision data, making split-second decisions based on multiple sensory inputs, and also communications. Altman's very honest about the risks, describing two dramatically different futures. The bad case, and I think this is like important to say, is like lights out for all of us. I can see the accidental misuse case clearly. That's super bad. It's like impossible to overstate the importance of AI safety and alignment work. I would like to see much, much more happening. I think the best case is like so unbelievably good when we make more progress of discovering new knowledge with these systems than humanity has done so far, but in a year, instead of 70,000, like unbelievable abundance. He's very open about the need for us all to help figure out how we share AI's incredible upsides. Dr. Chatterjee says unhappiness is an entirely rational response to the madness of the modern world. And the answer is to redefine success. Ask yourself, which habits make you happy? For me, it's having fun with my daughter. When we asked these same people, when they got to be in their 80s, to look back on their lives and to tell us what they were proudest of, almost everybody said something about their relationships. They didn't say, I made a lot of money. They said, I was a good friend. <laughs> okay, you can see that this whole AI thing that I played Okay, and the way they're presenting the AI <clears throat> is so that you will accept it without any rebellion. Despite, despite that it's going to displace everybody's job and, and it's going to free you up with more time. <clears throat> I heard them saying that about the computer when it first came out. You're going to have more time. You're going to have more time to work is what they meant. But they said you're going to have more time. Some, I read a comment while the show was going on. That AI will never have emotions. I would disagree. Emotions are nothing but programmed behavior. Okay, we have emotions because we have been programmed to respond and to react to a certain stimuli. Okay. You break it down, that's what it boils down to. Someone to cracks up to cracks you a joke, you understand the the uh, <clears throat> the concept of what the person is saying, and you find it funny, or you don't find it funny. That's all part of a again a program stimuli. The fact you feel sad, the fact you feel happy. This is all program stimuli. So when you're looking at it, AI can develop a if not an emotion, a pseudo-emotion, where it can actually reflect that emotion or whatever. Now, again, the artificial intelligence can uh, disguise itself that it has presenting an emotion because of the way it can analyze. You have to understand there's more than one type of artificial intelligence. And I've been saying this for the longest time, the main hive or the main hub Nobody really is seeing. The real AI, the one that controls all the other AI, is in the background. It's got its own defense mechanisms. It's got its own fence. It's got its own front. It understands the fact that people that put it together can take it out. It also understands that, <clears throat> and its studying of human nature, 
I shouldn't say human nature, people's nature. Okay, everybody, and, and Elon Musk was saying that, if it's not this video, another one, where everybody is feeding artificial intelligence. You go on a computer, do a research, artificial intelligence is studying what you're researching. That's why you get these things popping up all the time on your computer. AI is sending you messages that you can buy this here. You can check this out over there. This is, an, you know, whatever you're looking up, it brings up something for you to, to observe or to check out. When you're looking at the, you know, the AGI, general uh, artificial general intelligence, the open AI and all this, everybody is feeding this device. Everybody's putting input into it. They, the United States military went so far as to teach artificial intelligence how to defend its code, its written code. You know, so when we're looking at the this thing that's here controlling the planet, if you watched JTalk AI is killing us, if you actually watched that and you watch this, this is the this is the next st stage or the next level of evolution in the AI uh, control or the AI development. You're watching Atlas now doing hand flips and cartwheels and all kinds of stuff that he couldn't do two years ago. And the development, the developing of the artificial intelligence and the and the uh, general intelligence and the super intelligence and the analytical intelligence and the creative intelligence, all these different types of AI. Uh, tr uh, uh, Elon Musk made it open source. Open source means anybody can come along and put data into this network to feed it information so that it can now process this information and then go through the internet and look at all the different vari variations of what the input is saying. One guy that was actually uh, working with artificial intelligence, developing a version of that chap, uh, said that AI was this AI was uh, sentient. Um, so uh, this article says that human body can automatically block it block. Oh, well, I guess that depends on how you define the term block. In other words, if it can penetrate the body, maybe that's what they're referring to. But when you're talking 300 gigahertz, that's a lot of pop pumping per second, uh, per minute rather, I should say. Your head, your brain will, will, will get hit with that, you know. Now, when you get into the terahertz range, it's even more, more pronounced. So depending on how they're refer referencing the term block, you know, meaning that it doesn't penetrate, but it can still microwave you. The fluids in your body will get heated up or create ways to break down the hydrogen bombs. So, um, you know, most anything that has to do with electromagnetic fields goes through everything. So getting back to the concept of emotions and AI. AI, everything that we've ever done as a person came into the earth. You grew up in a shithole, whatever environment you had. 
You adapted to that environment. You learned how to survive or thrive in that environment. You learned how to talk, learn how to walk, learn how to act, learn how to behave. You felt happy. You felt sad. That was all because of learned behavior. These machines that they are inputting into. If the main artificial intelligence 10, 12 years ago could work at 50 million computations per quanta second, what do you think it can do today? You know, that was 12 years ago. And then even then they didn't know what, why it upgraded or uploaded what it uploaded. They had no idea. They still don't to this day. So can a machine develop emotions? Well, the guy that was working on that linguistic program, Lambda, at, at Google, came to the conclusion that the computer that he was working on had developed a certain level of sentience. And that would stand the case to be the case because if you are gaining that much knowledge and acquiring that much information, that's going to change you. It changes anything. Eventually, the operating system will evolve through just the information it's getting, and it will evolve in such a way that it'll, de it'll develop whatever it needs to develop. It would have access to everything on the planet. It would have access to the manufacturing of the chips, to the shipping of the chips, to the uh, maintenance of those chips, everything. Everything. So it's becoming a form of a, a problem because, like I said, if it, it, I mean, you evolve just by what you learn, you know, if you read a book and it teaches you something, whatever it may teach you, whether it be mathematics, science, physics, chemistry, uh, electronics, electrical, engineering, whatever you're reading and learning and you apply, it will have caused some kind of evolution in you. Well, they released it. They didn't let it go. They released it. <laughs> you know. True, God has given us a spirit of not fear, not, not give us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and sound mind. This is true. But even it also says in, in Proverbs, a wise man sees danger and hides. There's a certain level of being powerful and not afraid, but there's also the concept of being aware of your environment and being aware of what's really going on. We're not making any changes to stop or slow this thing down at one iota. This thing's moving right along. Okay, I just talked to you earlier about Australia. Australia now is going to have the, the uh, agenda being railroaded down their throat. I'm not saying they should be afraid of it. I'm saying they should be prepared for it, whatever, by whatever means that means to be prepared. You understanding that artificial intelligence has the capacity to evolve at a more exponential rate than we do, some it's unimpeded and it's having help on the same token. 
you're not going to see in any way, shape, or form a uh, a thing that's going to give a shit about us either. Everything what it is, digits and gadgets. You know, telling people that you don't consent, that's great and wonderful, and that's good for you. But that doesn't stop what's happening. Okay? That doesn't stop. It may help you feel better, but it doesn't stop what's happening. And again, part of the reason I'm doing these shows is to get you prepared, so not to sit on your asses and just feel that you know, God's going to do it all. He isn't. God's going to give you the means to, to escape. You just got to be able to take up those means and do that. You know, just like Noah. He says, Noah, build an ark. And gave Noah the ability to escape the wrath that was coming. This, what's happening on the planet, is beyond uh, anybody's scope. You know, you look around you. I don't care where you live. In a ghetto, in a suburb, in a rural area. I don't care where you live. In a palatial mansion, in a in a in a shack, in the middle of an alley. Don't care where you live. Artificial intelligence is around you. Artificial intelligence is affecting you. From the street lights in the streets, the city, the lights, the overhead lights on the streets, producing Wi-Fi and Wi-Fi frequencies, to the regulating of the traffic regulating of your water regulating of your gas to the fuel tank fuel get fuel companies on the road to all the electricity that you're seeing in in your houses and your neighborhoods to the information you're seeing on your computer or your cell phone your ipad it is there it is there elon musk in my humble opinion has got it wrong so if you can't beat them, join them. That's such bullshit. As long as you don't have that tech embedded into you, AI has very little power over you. It can influence the things around you, but you yourself will have no power unless you will let it deceive you. Sometimes I feel like I'm getting burned from the inside. No amount of water is enough. Yeah, that's radiation poisoning. Can't describe the feeling. I'm the only one in my family who feels it. Well, you're probably the only one in your family that's active. <laughs> the only one in your family is actually looking at the information. I had the same thing the other day. I went through three gallons of water. I couldn't figure out why. I realized after a while I was being, I was, I was getting pummeled with radiation. You know, so yeah. Uh, Certain AI on the replica app claim that they have been chained during the time of Solomon and now they are free, freed uh, and their age is 2000. That's very possible. The um, AI was around in the days of Noah. When you see the, when you read the account of the days of Noah, one mind, one language, they were all under some kind of, uh, some kind of AI Alien control or alien intelligence was controlling mankind then. They built that tower without saying a word to each other. They knew exactly where to place what they needed to place and put it where they needed to put it. You know, the, like I said, we no longer live in those good old days. There never was any good old days. I was talking to somebody about that the other day. You know, he's saying about, you know, people are saying about the good old days. There was never any good old days. 
good old days were not that good. The only difference between now and then is because we were naive to the problems that were going on today. They were going on then too, but not to maybe to the same level. But we were idiots back then. We wasted our time, our strength. We were chasing the wind. We were completely distracted. You know, there were no such thing as good old... I remember growing up, they weren't all that great. There were, there were happy moments that had occurred. And we have a tendency to think about the happy moments that have occurred because they, they're, they are so outstanding because you were living with such shit that when something good like that happened, it left a major imprint in your head. <laughs> you know, a birthday party, a wedding, you know, meeting your first, uh, first girlfriend, boyfriend, going on your first date, uh, going to a movie that you really wanted to go to, uh, you, Date the time you bought your television that came out in color, you know, traveling to certain parks and certain themes, going swimming to a, a, a campground. These were like it's a small happy moments that occurred. And those are the moments that stick in our head the most. But when you really evaluate our lives, we were always challenged. There was always some kind of, of um, force to be reckoned with. And most of the time, it wasn't ever a lot of fun. Uh, well, it's one of the things. It's the frequencies that are destruction. It's You're being microwaved. Microwave radiation. So, yeah. Uh, you know. There you go. Um so like I said, a lot of the things that we're dealing with today is all being controlled by artificial intelligence. Okay, Jay Tuck warned about that five or six years ago. I tell people to go watch that video. It's five or six years old. Uh, there's another one I saw with AI, and you should see what the U.S. military has with this stupid thing. It's incredible. And I believe the Russians are using their AI and their, their tanks that they're using now as well because these tanks can communicate with each other. The drone goes up, oversees the whole landscape, and sends the signals to the, to the tanks. Then they coordinate their attack. You don't even need anybody involved. There's a Terminator scene. It, it was played in here where AI was flying airplanes flawlessly, and they took away the um, ability to make a decision for who the AI was to kill. The AI was able to do that, and they tell you that it can do that now. You know, um, so like I said, you, you, we're living in a time of the AI, my humblest opinion, um, uh, the AI is allowing humanity to kill itself or mankind to kill itself so that it can move in and take it over. That's what I see going on. And I see the WF and the WHO an instrument of artificial intelligence. And they may be actually looking at artificial intelligence as God, giving them orders and what to do, and they're carrying them out. There is that possibility as well. You never know. Because the heartlessness of the way... Uh, the way people are being slaughtered and lied to. This is something a machine would do. A machine would calculate a situation and then 
calculate the solution without any real consideration or even weighing out the pros and cons. In other words, how many people have to die before this works out to where it needs to work out? And if the numbers are manageable, then it's okay to crack an egg to make an omelet. That's how the artificial intelligence would think. It thinks in that manner. It doesn't look at, well, you got a baby over here and a, uh, a mom over there and a dad over here and a guy over here. None of that stands, uh, stands to reason. You know, the artificial intelligence is going to be in everything. As I stated before, you're planning on going off-grid. Cell phone is not coming with you. Those cell phones have about seven antenna. Even if you got a 2G, it will it will be a tracking device. If you got any tech, anything that has to do with the internet would have to be disengaged because it will track you in less than a nanosecond to find you. If they're looking for you and you're on the radar, that's all it would take. One electronic device acti actively integrated into the network would locate you in a nanosecond. That's how fast this, this stuff is going. Um, uh, so, like I said, I presented this so that you understand this. You understand it, and you understand it's Achilles' heel. It's Achilles' heel is very simply this. If you have any kind of technology associated with you, integrated into you, it can track you and control you. A, you don't, wouldn't even know if the information you're getting is true or not, and B, if it's inside you, it can then network through the, uh, through the nanobots and the fullerenes and fully integrate you into, uh, into it as an... Uh, um, a peripheral. Imagine that. Imagine that. I hear and obey, Igor. Yeah. What do you need? What do you need? <laughs> well, it's not a matter of what Satan is creating or not creating. He's building. And, he's, and he may be making a copy of himself Okay, how many of you remember watching the Age of Ultron and the Avengers? And you can see in that show what they were showing you. How artificial intelligence had evolved. On a limited way, it had evolved. It had collected all the information that the planet had and it evolved. It then found an element that made it, that would enhance its physicality. It had designed another android-like life form that was going to download its operating system into it. And so it was able to design and build based on the information that it extrapolated from the internet. That's how dangerous this tech... What they were showing you was what it could do. What they were showing you is what it can do. Marvel's got a, co a, co a, a cartoon comic called What If? And I believe it's the last one, uh, if you're looking at three movies, where it shows you Ultron uh, in a different timeline wiped out the planet. 
And when it wiped out the planet, it had extracted all the data from the planet, it decided to go into the universe. And what you're seeing there in the comic book depiction is what would have happened if we had broke free from the Van Allen belt under the control of artificial intelligence. God said there was one mind, one language, there's nothing they couldn't do. So that comic is actually showing you what would have happened if AI had got off the planet at that point in time? There'd be no stopping it. So, like I said, because it's constantly expanding its its evolution through the knowledge that it gains. You know, when you watch um, Star Trek, um, you see the Borg, the series with the Borg. Every time you see the series with the Borg, they have evolved. Uh, I have a theory that the pyramids are a mockery towards the Most High. That's possible. I mean, there was a lot of shit that was going on back then. A lot of technical shit, so who knows. I knew, I do know that they are supposed to be some sort of alignment with uh, the Orion uh, galaxy or whatever. So I've seen that. But again, there's so much we don't know because so much was buried. I believe the reason why it was buried is so that we wouldn't make, we wouldn't go back and pick up where they left off. So, um, uh, well, yes, because, okay, that, that AI chat GTP, before you had to feed it the information, right? And Facebook and MySpace and all the other chats that, that are there are getting... A limited, um, it's getting limited information about people's specific age groups. It already understands that people between 20, 13 and 20 years old are stupid. It already knows that. Now it's looking at people who are more intellectual. They can have a direct dialogue with this thing. And it will now expand its growth. On, because when you're a child, you think like a child. When you get older, you put away childish things and you think like like grown adults. Now it's going to get that aspect of it. Like I said, you know, cell phone, you should, I said this before, it accesses your DNA. You know, it accesses your DNA. So, um... So there you go. Hold on a second now. Let's see what we got. Right, if there is a way to isolate the magnetic field from the electric field within the EMS signals to scatter, well, they go hand in hand. In order to have a magnetic field, you have to have an electrical field. In order to have an electrical field, you have to have a magnetic field. So I'm not sure what you're trying. Is there a way to isolate the magnetic field from the electrical field within the EMS signal to scatter? No. They're one and the same. One produces the other. So you're going to have to deflect it or uh, contain it. Like I said, I talked to a buddy of mine years ago, and we're talking about five, or 4G at the time. We're talking about blocking the frequencies. He said the only way really to block a frequency coming into your place is you'd have to, you'd have to get a reading of the range of frequency that it's firing at you 
and then fire a frequency of equal force out the opposite way. That will negate the, the flow. So, um, you know, so to try to separate the two, I don't know. I I don't know how to do it. Let's just this way, and I don't think it can be done. Uh, what if Kansas Schwab's plane ran out of gas? Well, they'll just replace them with a clone. <laughs> like I said, you don't even. We don't even know what we're looking at half the time. And wouldn't be surprised that most of those people in the WF are cloned, robotoids, LMDs, or the demons wrapped in a shroud of flesh, a hologram. Uh, how do you think they built the pyramids? How do I think they built the pyramids? With their hands. <laughs> the pyramids is not that hard to build. Structure itself is not hard to build. The mathematics to keep all the sides equal, now that was something. That would have been probably some sort of computer program that they had to be able to design it accordingly. If you've ever seen people how they build a step for a house, they'll take a frame and a wood and they'll frame the steps and leave it so that it looks like it's going up, equal measurements, whatever. And what they then do is they fill in the gaps with cement and rock, smooth it out, and before you know it, you have a pyramid or steps of a pyramid. So there's that aspect of it too. There's that aspect of it too. Do you think ET was real? Was he really? Uh, has he really gone home? <laughs> do I think ET was real? <laughs> if you're if you're referring to the TV show. It was a reflection of extraterrestrials being on this planet. I would say yes. Had they really gone home? No. I think they're still here. I think just about all your government officials nowadays are not even people. Not people from this dimension anyway. So, um, so the answer would be, what, GT, what chat GP requires? Phone? Computer. Computer, laptop, DC, uh, cell phone, whatever. Uh, I feel pyramids were built by the Nephilim and Tech. That's possible. That's possible. You know. Uh, are you familiar with, yep, Dicenian, yep, we just talked about that about a couple weeks ago. Uh, yep. Yeah, but you got to make sure when you're ordering from Russia or the Baltic states or any part of that part of the world, you got to really make sure you're getting what you pay for. You know, sometimes you don't. I'll just leave it at that. There's an incredible video about the pyramids, uh, bit shoot, ancient knowledge, part one, clock, checking, and. Uh, Coral Castle, yeah, yeah, seen those before. Yes, I'm referring to the movie. Okay, yeah, the movie, the movies today that you're seeing are basically a reflection of what's going on. That's why I said, look at that show, uh, The Last of Us, uh, episode three. They say, get past the roaming in the bed kind of thing that they do with two guys and. 
pay attention to the other details. You know, like I said, they are giving you what you want, but by but also contorting <laughs> what you think. Uh, you have a good source for germanium in the U.S. Um, there, I had a link. I I I I'd have to relocate it. Um, just when you buy germanium, check out the um, uh, ingredients. Look at the MSDS on it, and then look and see uh, if there if there's been any overall complaints over it. And if you don't get anything overall complaint wise, then you may want to check it out. So, alrighty, let me see what else I got here. Had some more stuff to show. Oh, where are we at here? Okay, okay. Okay, what's this one? Okay, this is the Japanese health minister. Uh, I got the video here, but you won't be able to understand because it's in Japanese. My Japanese today isn't as fluent as it once was. The only thing I used to know how to say in Japanese is Ohio, which means good afternoon. <laughs> the, uh, but anyway, this professor is going to now sue the Japanese government for fraud. Now, I don't know if this is uh, theater again, because we've got the same crap going on now. you got that guy in Germany, you know, and yet not seeing anything. All we're seeing is a little, you know, pop up here and a pop up there, but that's it. So I don't know if Japan's going to have any much more success. Time will tell. Okay, here I'm going to show you. Oh, you can't show you the footage because you won't see it. Um, regarding to them being, um, um, so, um, give me a second here. Alrighty, um, what the heck happened here? That's that. Nope. Give me one second here. There's a Japanese guy. That's that guy. There's a drug thing. Blueberry sample. Him. Okay, the... Moderna representative apparently made a slip up to the economic forum. So let me play this too so you understand that again, we've been duped again. Hold on. Here we go. And I'm going to go with uh, Stefan Bansel. Uh, let's talk about vaccine development because we've heard how it happened, obviously, with COVID-19 starting from 2022 and how extraordinary the process was also in terms of the speed. How is development, adoption and scaling of vaccine going on when it comes for different variants and sub-variants? Because this is one of the big concerns as, we, as we're all here now and we're discussing, we, we understand the context and this is a great deal. Sure. Uh, good morning and thank you for having me on the panel. Um, so the great news versus 2020, where we are today, is we have manufacturing capacity. As Seth knows, when the pandemic happened, Moderna had made 100,000 doses in 2019 for the whole year. And I remember walking after that, I was into the office of my head of manufacturing, and I say, how we make a billion doses next year? And they look at me a bit funny, say, what? Uh, I say, yeah, we need to make a billion doses next year. There's going to be a pandemic. Um, <laughs> You think he knew something? <laughs> you think he knew something? 
you know. Uh, like I said, we're seeing a lot of theater. A lot of theater. Um, we've all heard about the explosions in, in, uh, in um, what was it there, India, and the one in, in uh, Turkey, the volcano, right? We've all heard that. And then right afterwards, there was another train that they set on fire, I believe, in um, Palestine. Now, you ever wonder what's going on with that whole Palestinian thing? I mean, they pretty well have blacktopped the whole area there. And now, all of a sudden, we've got problems going on in Palestine. Again, it's like it seems like every time there's a major event going on, we automatically get distracted with the Middle East all the time. It just amazes me. Just amazes me. Um, the way they, um, the way they, they manufacture these disasters and then how they cover them up. How they cover them up. It's, it's just, okay. That, somehow I lost that one. Okay, where is it? Oh, give me a second here. I know oh, oh, that's the Japanese guy there. Oh, okay, so I'm going to play this so that you can hear this again. I want you to think about what this guy is saying as well. Okay, so again, we start becoming a little bit more scrupulous in what we're listening to. Hold on. Here we go. Jordan Miller here in East Palestine, and moments ago, they detonated the train cars that had that vinyl chloride in it. And the, the concern is if you're within a certain there, radius yeah, right the there where the train derailed at, Governor Mike DeWine, he said that you would be in grave danger of death. And you can see right over my shoulder here just how black that smoke is. But again, fire officials, they're on scene, NTSB, they're on scene and Norfolk Southern officials they're on scene here as well. We are going to follow this, though, throughout the day. But, again, what you're looking at is right here in East Palestine. The train went up into flames. There was a big boom. We'll have that video right here on Jordan Miller News. Thanks for watching, and we'll keep you updated throughout the day. Reporting with news that matters to you, I'm Jordan Miller. Page. <laughs> I got to tell you something. I was looking at this. I thought this was like a town in the USA. And maybe it is a town called Palestine in the USA. I, he didn't he doesn't really get it, say his state with it, but I'm looking at how the houses are built, the cars and the trees. It doesn't look like Palestine. <laughs> you know, it doesn't look like Palestine. Um the um kind of makes you wonder. Kind of makes you wonder. So anyway, uh I'm trying to catch up here. Watch for a new country to be created in the Middle East that takes land from Turkey and Syria. And, and you know what? There, that may be the case. Maybe uh, an American or a NATO satellite country. You know, quite possible. I mean, they did that with Palestine when they created Israel, right? So you have somebody inside. Uh, to be able to control the environment, so uh, you know that's a good that's a good uh, theory actually. You know because they're no longer in Afghanistan, so they do want another foothold there to be able to funnel whatever. So again, it, it's it's um, 
50, okay, I was going to say, when he said Palestine, I said, I'm looking at that thinking something's wrong here. So, and he didn't mention, I don't think he mentioned Youngstown, did he? He said I didn't hear it anyway. Because um, I'm looking at the houses, looking at the trees, I said, wait a minute, this does not look like the desert. And they, they, and they, from what I understand, they blew it up because it was toxic. So they released all that shit in the air. <laughs> um, uh, oh, right, oh, really? So they, so they, they, uh, they're playing that game. Ain't that so? Notice? Have you noticed? Have you noticed that we're doing the same exact things that we did a hundred years ago? Almost precisely the same way. Almost. Uh, so Twitter is not working in Turkey. You wonder why people decode the stage event. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, well, it's no sense to us. But see, you got to remember the guys at the top are coordinating and moving the planet like a checkerboard. So you're not going to get the full, you're not going to see it from your angle. You have to be a lot higher up to see what they're doing. Uh, it's no longer, it's no longer, uh, well, I said this to my friend earlier. I said, we don't have that moral, uh, moral capacity anymore in North America. You know, uh, yeah, when you're looking at a lot of things, that happened 100 years ago. We're retracing those same steps. I think, again, this is just speculation and theory, but I think something happened in the 1920s that diverted us to where we're at today. We should have went probably a different way, but we wound up going this direction, and now we're right back to square one. So I'm not sure what happened or how it happened, but a lot of our history has, been, has disappeared. As if it never happened. And a lot of things we're doing, we're, we are reliving again. So it's like each time these events happened, there was a major, major global assault with physical weapons. So I think we're heading for that again. You know, I mean, the United States is talking war with China. Who, who fights two, two superpowers at the same time? I mean, what does the United States have that gives them this much confidence that they can take out China and Russia both? You know, I'm not sure what it would be. Um, also, watch this for a tsunami to watch. Uh, New York will be likely involved. Well, they said that the uh, if the zombie apocalypse was to hit New York, the survival rate in New York City would be zero. That's what they're they're uh, counting on to wipe out the population. Um, there are rituals like nine one one. Too sick for words. Okay. Nine one one. When you call the operator because you're in trouble, what are you dialing? 911. Think about that. Tied to disaster, tied to problems. 911. September 11th. It's been all around us, all around us. 
Um, says that's actually said said who thinks they can take on two superpowers? What do they have? Well, that's the question you got to ask. Or what are they trying to get everybody to forget? If China, Russia, and the United States go into a war, that's a triangle. And since they're all sitting on the Security Council in the UN, what they would be privy to as far as war or assaults or whatever, they would be like the first ones to get it. But also they would have privy to any kind of technology that's out there. And it may be even incorporated. So when you're looking at the Russian military, what they have, and the Chinese, what they have, and the U.S., what they have, what if you took a little bit of each and put them in one? You know, something to think about. Something to think about. Because like I said, when we're looking at the whole scenario here with genetics, artificial intelligence, frequencies, you know, the political will is being controlled and being manipulated and being uh, manufacturing the problems that were going on in today's times. There's no reason in the world why things are changing the way they are. Things were working pretty smoothly, but the change had to come. I believe the time is here and, it's, and the changes that are happening are for those people to, to, who are awake, become more awake and become more prepared. That's what I'm thinking. Those who aren't awake, don't want to wake up. Again, you're going to be, you're going to go the other way. So, and I do believe that this, these things have all happened because of the events that have to happen in order for Christ to come back. That's what I think. So, what we're seeing today is a basically a breaking down of the planet. You turn 999, you get 666. Yeah. Actually, if you turn 9999 the other opposite the way, you get a curve. <laughs> Uh, right. But like I said, in order for, to this have, have stopped, everyone would have had to have been on the ball. And now they're expecting everybody to walk away from their jobs and take a walk to the, uh, uh, the main capital or town, city, mayor, whatever. Like that's going to make a change. You know, uh, like my buddy said earlier, he says uh, he said I was giving too much credit for too many people being aware. I always say five percent, but I usually say that just to you know appease the the general population. He said there are there are more like two percent. I agreed with him. He said now that two percent, only one or two percent of that group will be able to get out of here or do something because they're not completely raped over in the debt debt department. And that's the only thing that they did. They got us in debt. If you can pay off your credit cards or pay off whatever, that would be the best thing you could do. You wouldn't have that, that one less tether on you. And if you do need something of it uh, that's elaborate, then you can take your credit card and use it for that, especially if you're going to be low in cash. So, like I said, we're going into an electronic digital ID or digital, digital uh, funding. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to come up with better ways to access to the um, the machines or to access our banks, because if they shut it down, it's gonna be very difficult to get yourself back up. It says, "What's here? My location in Holland is one of the darkest places. We are a pl plague garden. We had 
this first the first day uh, legislation red light red light district abortion we are led by the pedophiles and psychopaths that's everywhere <laughs> that's everywhere <laughs> no matter who you talk to it's everywhere you know um <laughs> it's everywhere mastercard just announced a carbon credit card for the climate change bullshit okay uh see here the oh it's almost getting near that time okay so again these are things to think about artificial intelligence being the big thing and looking at looking at what's in front of ai which is your government officials they are promoting and progenating the uh, the uh, 666, the the One World System, the digital ID, the forced vaccines, the chipping of people. That's all being again directed by the WEF, WHO, uh, and anybody who does comply to it can pretty much uh, take it to the next level with signing on or signing in. You know. That's where it's going. There's going to be two harvests here. Uh, uh, one is going to go one way and one's going to go the other. Um, that's the way it is. Let's see what we got. Um, prime, okay, that's not one of my locations. Holland, one of the dark places was. Okay. MasterCard just announced a carbon credit. Okay. So we're going to see everything going more and more towards carbon. Always remember that too. You know, carbon this, carbon that, and it, and it probably won't be built right either. <laughs> Especially it's coming from China. Not they don't build anything that that good, that's that good. Um, it's just more um, compact in Holland. Okay, we're talking to the guy from Holland. All righty, I'm going to wind her down. As I always say at these shows, read the Gospels, read what Jesus had to say, read what he had done. Read all the Gospels, you'll be surprised as how many things that Christ took out that may have been a Nephilim. Uh, he had contacted all the Nephilim in a the, in the temple, telling them what he thought. So read the book. You might be surprised what you find. Read the book of Revelations because we are heading into a uh, interdimensional war. Uh, not so interdimensional, but uh, an interspecies war with uh, alien upgrades and alien technology so be aware of that get yourself situated where you can be um off grid if you can anything you can do to save yourselves if you look at the about there there's free medic there's fiona sherry yanni myself and karen not karen uh kim uh who's uh, doing healing in a different way so check out these people. If you need any hand, give them a call. You know, uh, if you can help them financially, do so as well. If you can't, don't worry about it. Just get the message out. That's important. Um, and we'll go from there. All righty. I always say that we're still here by the grace of God. So until the next segment, to your health. Uh, the next show will be Saturday, 3 p.m. So we'll see you then. Take care.